Welcome, fans, to the Running the Bases podcast. We are going off the bag today uh, with good friend of the show, Orwin Smith, former Georgia Tech running back. Orwin, welcome back. How are you, good sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Ah, man, doing well, doing well. Can't complain, although the Georgia Tech performance in the rivalry game was a uh, was a little bit sad. What was your reaction to the good old fashioned hate? Um, you know, it, it it was it was it was bittersweet. Um, I I expected more excitement to be honest. Um, but but you know, it 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 was a good game overall between the two, and you know, we I just hate to see us go down by them, and then by that much, you know, yeah, a small deficit. Yeah, I mean they were kind of in it. As ugly as a lot of the the game was, there they were in it till the end with uh with just a you know with with time on the clock. So it was it was rather disappointing for the tech fans out there. Where were you watching this year? This year I was at home. Um, I was down in Columbus, Georgia, just sitting back with the boys and the family and just just watching the game. Yeah. Um, well, good, man. Good. And so, uh, well, all right. Well, the last time that we saw you, it was, uh, back in March at the Georgia Tech Pro Day. So, you know, catch me up, catch the listeners up. What's, what's been going on ever since then, uh, with regards to football in your life? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been slow. I've been, I've, I've been slowly making that, that transition from football to, you know, the good old normal, um, dad life. You know, just being around my kids a lot, and um, I haven't I haven't heard much uh, from the NFL teams. I did get a couple calls from some teams, but things was moving slow, and um, you know, I couldn't I couldn't wait on them to make a decision. Yeah, but, um, I had I had about um, I had about two two or three Canadian teams that they wanted to bring me in and work me out, and I just I just didn't see the Canadian ball you know, life to fit with my, with my goals and my personal expectations. So, um, I kind of politely turned them down, but overall it's just been pretty flat. And, you know, the, the, like I said, the life as a dad has, has improved dramatically and, um, you know, I'm in the workforce and I'm loving my job. So you think at this point that you're, you're transitioning away from, pursuing a full-time career in, in playing football? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, I always always have that itch, but I do think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much come to an end. Not, and, and, that's, and that's hard to say simply because I know what I still have in me. But, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like one of them things where if I'm going to hit it, I'm going to hit it big. I, I just, you know... A lot of guys are willing to put in that work to, you know, play arena ball or, you know, some type of backyard football, you know, Canadian League. I, I just don't want to take that path, you know, because that's a hit or miss. I mean, you could be you could be chasing – I mean, I, I I see guys chasing ball for, you know, almost into their late 20s, still trying to make it to the NFL. And, you know, I, I don't want to be one of them guys because it limits you to what you can do you know, in, in, in the work world, chasing football for such a long time and it not pay off. But it could pay off at the same time. I just, you know, just being realistic with myself. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't want to, you know, have a life where you're constantly chasing around the country. But do you think um, – like what were what were some of the, 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 the main responses that you got after your pro day? 
Um, you know, what, what were some of the scouts telling you as far as your performance on the day and, and what they thought it would take for you to get to where, you know, they would have you on the, the tryout, the, the mini camp or, or, or any of that type of thing. Um, I had a, I, I can't even give you the number of how many scouts that I heard. I mean, literally say if I had done what I did this past March, my senior pro day, um, they would have drafted me, um, probably right. the fourth or fifth round. And that was, that was bittersweet. Cause I, I knew I had the skills, you know, and the attributes. It's just, I had that, that, that shoulder surgery at the same time, you know, the pro day and all that was going on. So that's why I wasn't able to do the pro day, uh, my senior year. So that's why I went back, you know, this, this, this past year and to do it just to show them that I still had it. And they were fairly impressed with how, how, you know how I showed up, and uh, I had you. As, I had you real quick. I had you clocked at a four four forty. So you know, just saying. Yeah, and, and and I felt good, and I mean, and that was on, and that was all just me doing my own training. You know, running hills and just doing backyard stuff, and having some friends work me out. I mean, I I know for a fact if I had if I had the training that a lot of guys got, you know. It, I would have probably blew it out the water. I mean, and, and 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 like I said, and that's me feeling confident on what I did even this past March. So, right, you know, it, it's it's, it's bittersweet. I, I almost feel like one of the guys that, you know, it's like I see other guys that make it, and I'm like, I I know I'm better than him, but you know, I I, I just keep faith. You know, everything happens for a reason, and and you know, it just wasn't my my path that God. You know, that was for me, so right. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, of course, we are a baseball podcast, but what we love about doing these off the bag specials is that we get to just talk, you know, talk to you. You're you're a, a top flight athlete, you know, playing in a D one college program for four years. So we get the athlete mindset on the show, and and, and as an athlete. Do you feel like when you were at Georgia Tech that your coaching staff to you and just the players in general really spoke about the emotional uh, kind of roller coaster that you go on post uh, your college playing career? I mean, did you feel like they accurately portrayed and prepared you for like, listen, you might get injured, you might, you know, it might just be a timing thing or or, or things of that nature? No, um, and... And to be honest, I, I don't think any coach ever will simply for the fact that that's not what they're paid to do, and that's not what they—that's not how their check come in. I, and, and and I do think that is, in, in a way, selfish. But you know, it's, it's almost like you know we go to class every day, and you know they're trying to get you ready for the workforce. But at the same time, they're letting you know, hey, you know, the the, the job where it's like this, but when you're playing football, you know, they don't, it's almost like, Hey, play, play well. You'll get a chance at the NFL. It's kind of how they pretty much portray it when, you know, it's, it's complete opposite. Unless, unless you're one of the guys that's just obvious, obviously one of the best ones in the country. I mean, man, you could see, I mean, I got former teammates now and you, you can see five teams in one year, hopping practice squads and, and sitting at home, you know, right. but, I don't think that they they prepare you for the real world of an athlete, you know, just just from my experience. 
Well, you know, for, for you personally, I mean, as you take the reins of your life, you know, post your college days, um, you've got, you know, an agent, uh, Mook Williams, shout out to Mook mm-hmm. Williams, uh, mm-hmm. we're follow on Twitter. Um, you've got Mook, you've got a management team, uh, you know, or a coaching team that got you ready for the pro day. You know, as you take the reins in your mind, what do you believe it would take and this is something that other young athletes out there could really gain value from. What do you think it would take to get yourself into the proper shape to make it onto a practice squad? Like how many hours in the week would you have to devote? Like, and what would that regimen, you know, consist of? Um, to be honest, I, I would say, I would say probably a nine to a 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday type of schedule to, to, to get the proper nutrition, hydration, rest, um, and, you know, stretching, uh, rehab, a nine to two complete set schedule five days a week, I think would, would, would definitely get, you know, me personally and back in the, the shape and size, and, you know, just everything that I would need to get on a football team and, you know, and that's that's something I would recommend. You know, for for the younger guys that's that's looking to continue their, their football career. You know, it's going to take dedication because it's going. You're not going to be able to make it just listen. You're not going to be able to make it just to run. You know, you it, it, your body is. You know, your you know the way you you know you you get paid eat and um, like I said, just all of that. And I think you know I myself will be fine and any other person. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, with the, with the, the, the kind of the management team that you have, and then also friends and family, I mean, how do they feel like when you talk to them, you know, at this time, do they say, well, you know what, I think, I think you should still go do that. You know, we think you should, you should go find a way to get those five hours a day, five days a week. Um, or they, they also, you know, do they share your same sense of, well, this may be it. You know, this may be this may be, in fact, the time to to put it down and redirect your 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 life path. Yeah, I I, I get both. To be to be honest, I get both. You know, you you have those family members that that just it aches them more than it aches me to not be playing. You know, they. I mean, I've been playing all my life and kind of been in the limelight. I mean, since I played football and for it to just come to an end, you know, it's hard for them to to accept it and you know then i have the more realistic ones that that's been you know a similar situation to me and they and they understand you know what's going on and um you know it's it's hard but you know the ones that that seem to disagree with me you know taking a different path you know I, i always have to remind them that you know football you know that's that's a good thing i mean even the guy that signed a five-year multi-million dollar contract, I mean, the career still could end tomorrow, you know, it's, and once football ends or it comes to a standstill, you know, life doesn't stop. And I mean, that's from bills um, to family um, and just, you know, my kids, you know, it all of that continues to go rather, right. rather not, you know, if football, you know, is going or not. So that's what, and that's and that's one of the things why I, I can't I can't wait on football. Now I will say, my 
my two sons are the only reason why, you know, I, I, I pretty much just can't wait on football. But, you know, if, if I didn't have, you know, if, if I didn't have my boys, I probably would, you know, go play Canadian ball or do some type of random ball. Sure. But, you know, but I, I, I can't just, I, I won't do my boys like that. I mean, I see, and, I, and there are some fathers that, you know, there are some, some that put career before family, you know, you know, but it's to each his own. I, I just don't agree with it. And I, I won't do it just, just because I know what I went through as a, as a, as a kid, my father putting the career first and, you know, it, yeah, it, it helps out money wise, but, you know, money isn't everything. Well, sure. And, you know, the, 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 the thing about the NFL that's so painful is that those contracts are always, for the most part, non-guaranteed or very small parts of it are, are guaranteed. Um, you know, you, you talk about how the, the, the grind of, you know, having to travel to play in Canada or, you know, semi-pro leagues or, or, or things of that nature. When you look at baseball, and we're, uh, you know, myself and coach are a big proponent of the minor league baseball teams out there and the, the poetry of that and how it relates to, you know, major league baseball and the whole concept of the road to the show. Do you think that football, the NFL, um, has enough outlets and opportunities in a sort of minor circuit uh to provide more opportunities because, you know, you're, you're going to be, I believe you're going to be 25 come February. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you're not, you're aside from one injury, uh, you know, you're, you're still entering into your athletic prime by, by all accounts. It's, it's what 26 to about 30, 31. Um, do you feel like if there was more of like a, a, a greater minor league system that, you would it would be easier for you to still have this goal, still work this goal as it is to play football. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. If if there were, I, I mean, I would be more than interested interested in it. It's just I just hate you know the the NFL doesn't have a smaller league, right? And, um, if, if if only they did, it would it would it would help a lot of guys out. I mean, and 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 and, and I, I do think. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not 100. But um, I think the NFL has tried to set up some type of smaller, you know, D league for for players. And for some reason, I just don't understand why why it hasn't um, played out. But uh, honestly, I, I think it's just to the NFL owners. It's not. It's not worth the 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 time and and all of that. That's the, that's what I think because. I mean, well, how much money the NFL teams make? I mean, each team could definitely get a. Oh yeah, a, they got a, two a, or three. Know. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I just don't think they want to. They don't want to put the time and effort into it, you know. And hey, you know, it, it it is what it is. But I do wish there was some type of smaller, you know, league where guys get paid around, you know, let's just say fifteen hundred a week, and you know, enough to if, pay the know, bills. Yeah, enough. Yeah, enough. Pay the bills. Enough. Be worth your time, and you know, and, and still give you know fans and small towns you know something to look forward to. Yeah. Well. But, yeah. Well, I'm going to circle back around to the the question of of greater participation in football sport, um, mm-hmm. but I wanted to ask you this. Um, you know the 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 coaches or the scouts that talked to you or talked to your reps and said like, oh well, if 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 you would just run your pro day back in, you know, 2013, uh, definitely would have drafted you. 
Um, only two years later, I mean, why are they saying, what are their reasoning for not being able to take a chance on you now? Um, I just think it's more of a turning the table type thing. Because um, a lot of people have to understand there's so many players. I mean, well, we have 120 like D1 um, teams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, I think there's even more than that now, but at least 120. Yeah, and then, you know, then, I mean, that's not counting all the other, you know, D2, D3, and, you know, all the small schools. So there's so many guys that are trying to make it and so many guys they have to look at to where, you know, once once you don't catch on or once it's, 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 it's not in their eyes in a, in a positive direction, you know, they just kind of move on because, it's, I mean, it's another set of guys coming out just just can play just as well, you know, there's a stronger, you know, it's just, it's just so many guys, so many potential guys that they can pick from to, you know, they just kind of just turn the table once you're not, you know, fitting the mold basically. And that's, and I mean, that's, and that's why they set limits, you know, to, to guys playing on the practice team, because I mean, there are great players out there. You know, you, if you could, I mean, the NFL would just keep them on the practice squad, but you know, you can only be in the practice squad. If I think um, for a total of like, I think 40 games, and then after that, you know, either you're signed or you just can't play anymore. So That's um, interesting. Did you ever yeah, get a, you know, a technical definition for why that is, or is that just the practice? Um, I, I I just think that, that way it keeps the NFL fresh, and it, and, and it keeps it keeps the, 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 the league revolving, you know, because, like I said, there are a lot of guys out there that can really play like we well, just throw them on the practice squad and give them, you know, just give them a nice little check and just let them let them be with us just in case something happens. You know, it's like, I mean, let's take Ray Rice for example. I mean, what team if they could wouldn't put him on the practice squad? <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, exactly. You know, but they can't just for the fact that you know his history with the teams or with the league. So um, I I think that's why they put they put restrictions on guys and, and practice teams and 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 all that. Sure. Do you um, look at, you know, like it's interesting you bring up the Ravens. I think like all of their, all of their first line and second line starters seem to have been injured this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's no mistaking that this injuries are through the roof uh, in this day and age of the NFL. Um, you know, do you do you ever get a sense that they're not they're not accounting for that properly? Um, because I, you know, just as a very casual fan of NFL football, I, I look around. I'm like, there's. It would it seem to me that there's so many more opportunities to give a proven college star athlete like yourself an opportunity on some of these teams when they're, you know, Baltimore is not going to make the playoffs. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like nobody's ever really out of it. Um, and then they have, you know, like why not run a sort of well, let's let's bring some people through that are, are are out there right now, and then we might have a better idea of what we can have going into the next season. Yeah, and 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 um, to kind of counter on that, they they actually do do it. Um, okay, from my from my experience, that when I was with Green Bay, I mean, I I would see guys. I mean, they were bringing in guys every week to try out. I mean, even if they didn't sign them, they would bring them in. And and I, I remember when I was up there, they actually signed a guy week. I think it was like week sixteen. I mean, we were we were almost done with the season or well, with the regular season, and they brought a guy in and signed him. 
and he was literally, and then we we lost in the first round of the playoffs. And so he was on the team for two weeks. That was it. Yeah. And I don't I don't even think they brought him back after that. And um, you know I, I don't know why you know they they do that, but they from 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 what I did experience, they they do sort of keep bringing in guys just to check them out and you know and just, I, I guess just to keep an eye out for who's out there. Um, like yeah. I. I do believe if, because I mean, even even a good year and a half, two years after I graduated, I was still on the um, the NFL top board for running backs that 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 was available out there. You know what I mean, when I, I think it was a list of like one to twenty five, and I was still ranked around um, the high teens. So, um, but you know, it's, it's it's whoever they want, and you know who they think will be, you know. Or probably who they saw, right? I mean, there's got to yeah. be an element of this that's just personal. It's straight up like, oh, well, we've got reports that Orwin Smith is, you know, elite and will be a good fit, blah, 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 blah. But then some scouting director said, well, I never saw him in person. But I did see yeah. so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. frustrating to say the least. I mean, I have encountered a couple of uh, young ball player, baseball players who can throw 95 and with movement, um, and they come from, you know, Dominican Republic. So, you know, the being able to acclimate to American baseball is somewhat of a project, but they won't run the risk because it's, you know, they look at it as a dollars and cents and they, you know, feel like that there's, it, it's not a, a quote unquote safe investment. But that, that being said, and that, that, you know, that sucks, frankly, <laughs> but yeah, when, it, it, uh... when, when, you know, uh, next, uh, whatever it would be, July, August, you know, they start warming up training camps and stuff like that. Is there a network out there where, you know, you hear in, you hear in baseball all the time of the spring training invitee. Um, does that exist in the, in the, in the NFL system? Um, is it possible that you could, in fact, you know, say like around April, May, uh, say, all right, well, let's, let's go get, let's go get serious out on the practice field for a few months and see if we can get like an invite. Um, you know what? They they just started this um man, I, I wanna say it's a regional combine. There's some there's some regional combine that NFL is doing now. I don't know how serious they are with it, but um I think this year was the first year they started doing that and they were and they, I think they, they hosted the biggest the biggest one in Arizona. And it was for guys that did play, used to play, trying to get back on. I mean, some of the big names that was out there was like Felix Jones, the former running back. Um, I do remember seeing the running back for Go- um, Notre Dame a while back. Uh, I, for- I forget his last name. Um, he- I-, I remember seeing him on the list. I remember seeing um, um, Michael Sam. He went out there. So it, it was. I mean, it was- I mean, from what I saw, it was legit guys that that not only used to play, but was still trying to get on. And I'm, I'm not sure who actually made it from that combine, but I know my, you know, he, he tried to recommend me to go out there and whatnot, but I, I just wasn't willing to, to pay for my flight and to, to go out there and you had to, right. you know, pay, pay for the hotel, you know, to eat and all that, you know, for a combine that I just wasn't sure it was going to pay off. But, you know, the funny thing is I always have this feeling, you know, kind of, in the back of my mind that I could, you know, I I could actually 
still sort of make it. It's just it's just so many risks with it, you know, with you know, with with life going on. Well, there's, I mean, there's such a great conversation in there, uh, and I know we only have you for limited time, so we'll have to uh, do that. I mean, you could do a whole series, I bet, as a as a guest speaker for Georgia Tech football about that whole mentality. Maybe maybe you can be the one that that you know uh, opens up that that kind of program, um, because you know there's rookie symposiums. Certainly, that's like a thing, right? So. Like why wait until then? Why not just have a you know an athlete life symposium for you know scholarship athletes? Um, but let me ask you about this. Uh, you know your two sons, they're playing sports now. How old are they now? Six and five. Six and five, and they're actively playing. I think you said a little football, but more baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this year is going to be the first year we're going to try baseball. Yeah. Um, we did football two years in a row. We did basketball for the first time last year. So um, my oldest, I, I, he, he just has a knack for every sport. And um, I'm going to get him out there on that diamond and just, just see what he can do. I think he's going to be pretty good. Well, I'm baiting this question because you had mentioned this a year ago that you're going to encourage baseball, So, of which I applaud wholeheartedly. Um, so the question is this, how do you perceive this uh, decline in the participation of youth football? Um, do you, is this something, this player safety thing, is this something that you're uh, very conscious of in regards to where you're guiding your kids to, to embrace their athletic talent? Yeah, sort of, but I, I, I just let my kids pick because um, – I mean, football, you know, obviously is a is a dangerous sport, but I mean, basketball probably get just as many concussions just from their head hitting that hardwood. So, um, I just think it's just how 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 kids are taught when you, when you're taught properly how to play something, the injuries, you know, decline, and that's what I try to do with my boys, and that's why I try to make sure I'm actively involved with them in sports because. I know how injuries happen. I mean, even at all the way up to the collegiate level, I mean, we got guys getting concussions simply because they're running down on kickoff with their head. I mean, if you just pick your head up and and, and tackle properly, a lot of times, you know, you can prevent these injuries that we are having. And I I, I saw a, a decline in participation with football this past year just from where I'm from. And, I don't think it was even injuries. I just think it's just coaches. I do think kids are a lot softer than they were, you know, you know, years and decades ago. But um, I mean, you have to adapt, and that's one of the main things that I see with a lot of coaches. That they're, they're back back when I played, you could be tough on me, and I would still come out the next day. But a lot of coaches are still taking that that you have to be tough and mean mentality with these kids nowadays, and it's not working. And I, I mean, I saw. On one team, probably about six kids quit in the league that I'm in, simply because the coach was just mean. And yeah, you know, you know, I mean, I, I do think that that has to change. Yeah, do you think that that reflects, you know, the youth of 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 America in 2015 that we're just not a, that they're not as tough minded, or that we're seeing through this filter that, like, you know, coaches that motivate with the fire as it is that that fire is not always created equal that um 
you know, do you, do you believe it's more of that, that we're just, we see the difference between a coach who has the right kind of passionate motivation versus one that's just one who's just being mean for the sake of being mean. I, I saw both. I saw one just being mean just to be mean being one just, you know, he had, he, he had a great passion for it, but I, I mean, I, I think it, it doesn't matter which, which way you, you just have to adapt because I do think uh, America is, is teaching our children to be, a little bit too soft and also at the same time giving them a false reality on life because life isn't easy and life is yeah. mean. You know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, who you are. Life is still mean. I mean, the things are going to happen. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. But I, I, what I try to do with my kids is not not coaching the way I was coached, but I, I do at the same time still remind them, you know, when I can of the reality of life because, you know, that is your coach now, but he won't be in five years. So I'm just letting you know, you know, so I'm, I try to be tough on them, you know, even, even when we're off the field. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, yeah. you do, you, you, you run the risk of not preparing someone enough. If you try and be, uh, yeah. all, all things soft and compassionate and pat on the back all the time. So I, I'm in line with that. Sometimes you have to go the whiplash route and, and to see what, see if you can get to that next level and bring it out of, you know, a young mm-hmm. athlete or performer or anything. Um, so, uh, I know you gotta go, I want to get you out on this, on this last piece, you know, Georgia tech this year had, had their worst season in a very long time. You always were, playing on teams that you know you went to the ACC championship twice you were always in a bowl game so you never really had to worry about like just a a season where you knew you're playing out the string um they kind of had to do that this year um you personally I mean you know did you ever in spite of the fact that you were always kind of in it you know what what's the mentality what are coaches telling you when you're eliminated essentially from you know playoff contention um, how did, how do you, uh, how did you feel, you know, like Paul Johnson would motivate when it seemed like all was lost? Um, you know, one, one thing he always did, he always reminded us, um, that the tables can turn, you know, and, and I mean, snap of a finger. And I mean, there were instances where it really did happen. I mean, especially my senior year when, um, we, we played, we played the championship game. I, I mean, he, 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 I would give him that. Even when it, it looks like all hope is lost, I mean, he would give you that one scenario that it took for things to turn and, I mean, and, and why we should continue playing hard. And, I mean, it, like I said, my senior year, it literally happened. We, we, like if we – I forgot who it, who it was. Like if we beat such and such, and if such and such lose, such and such beats my enemy, and I'm thinking like Duke loses – you know, so it's up beat Miami and we beat North Carolina, we can make it to the championship game. And it literally played out like that. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and and you yeah. were in that championship game. You lost by six to FSU, so you were, Yeah, yeah. You, you were looking so, at a potential of a of a of a seven or a six win ACC, or well it would have been seven, but a seven win ACC champion, so mm-hmm. yeah. So I I, I would give him that. He he never gives up. And you know, that's what you need in the coach because I'm I, I'm pretty sure, even when even that week against UGA, knowing that there there'll be no bowl game, you know, it's, 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 even if they do win, it's going to be you know the worst season since he's been there. He I, he was still down there next. I, I'm, I'm, I'm I I know TJ and and 
I'm pretty sure he was. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter what's going on. He's still the same coach. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, this is always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We got to make sure we do it more often just to, you know, track the the athlete life. This is something that I'm very passionate about, about, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, I don't know, exploration, if you will, of, of, of athletes and, and their livelihoods and all the different bizarre and interesting directions that they go in. But I sincerely hope that um, come uh, maybe uh, springtime, March, April, that you're uh, you're out picking up a football a little more often. Wink, wink for what might come a few later, a few months after that. So, yeah, hey, you never know. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I'm right there with you and applauding that life. You go with where where life takes you. So, mm-hmm. so um, anything to uh, to plug? Anything to tell us about? Anybody you want to give some props to before we let you go? Um. You of course. I appreciate you having me. Oh yeah, um, and and you know that's 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 pretty much it. I, I, I mean, I I really appreciate because sometimes you know it's it's a tough transition to to be in the limelight and literally you know it's almost like people forget. Yeah. I mean, and I and, and a lot of guys don't take that well when you know they go from hero to zero. And I don't feel <laughs> like zero, but you know, right? You know, yeah, yeah. So. When they go from when they go from Superman to Clark Kent, yeah, <laughs> yeah, understood. Well, there's a greater conversation to be had in there as well, and so we'll have to do it again soon. So, but uh, Orwin, thank you so much. Uh, you can find this podcast and all of our podcasts on the website runningthebases.com, uh, also on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash/runningthebases. Uh, and on the iTunes store. And follow us on Twitter, at Running the Base. So uh, for Orwin Smith, this is Tucker Wells. Uh, for the Running the Bases podcast, we're coming into home. We're at the 30, the 20, the 10 touchdown. Orwin, you take care, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Good talking to you.